Welcome to Off the Cuff Sports. Been a little bit of a layoff unless you joined the live session of my my league's fantasy draft, uh, which I know nobody did because we had literally one person join in for two that seconds. Wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> that was me, by the way. Yeah. Um, but you missed out. It was a fun time. Uh, I'm going to show you guys my. Uh, fantasy roster and you guys tell me what you think I did poorly. Like, I know what I did. I know what I did poorly. You guys tell me what I did poorly. I had the sixth pick overall. So keep in mind that uh, quarterback was Matt Stafford, running back Clyde Edwards Hilaire, second running back Chris Carson, receiver Calvin Ridley, Chris Godwin, tight end Travis Kelsey, uh, Flex, Robbie Anderson, Ravens defense, Harrison Butker is the kicker. Uh, Benz is Kareem Hunt, Michael Gallup, uh, Marquez Callaway, Evan Ingram, Tua Tunga Viola, and Devin Singletary. Who was your first you overall pick? My first yeah, pick was, was first I took overall. Travis Kelsey with my first pick. That was over a running back. By the time I there, there was no running backs worth taking. By the time I got to the sixth pick, like everyone there was no running backs. So outside of okay, so who like what were the picks before yours? Uh, I mean, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I mean. If you don't say Alvin Kamara, we're going to have a we're going to have yeah. Alvin team. Kamara was off the board too. Yeah. All the best running Maybe backs off in the first few picks. So, and my thought process was I could still get a decent receiver, but tight ends, there's only really two good tight ends uh, in the league right now. And then it's a big drop off. My receiving course, good. I feel like, assuming they stay healthy. Um, my quarterback, I picked a round too late. I had I made a pick and I was like, all right, the next round, I'm going to take a quarterback. And then like five quarterbacks went off the board immediately after yeah. I picked. The quarterback doesn't situation doesn't seem too good because if Matt Stafford gets hurt, right. you're relying it's on Tua. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, um, it, he was the best available quarterback at that point. And I was, I was like, everybody was going off the board. Like there was just a run. I had waited like literally one round too long to get a quarterback. It was it was frustrating. And then you said you had uh, Chris Carson and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, correct? Yeah. Mm. It's not bad. I'm it's not a fan great. of Yeah, I'm just not a fan of Chris Carson. I think his offense doesn't cater to him. Yeah. But I, w- I would have to see how many or what the other rosters look like. And how deep is your? It's a your ten league? man league. Oh, okay, that's different. Never mind. I think it's going to be middle of the road. Yeah, it's going to be solid, but you know. I'll probably make the playoffs, but I won't. I won't go far. The only reason I picked up Tua because I was like, okay, maybe he figures something out this year, and it, you know, he's a good sleeper pick. It was like one of my last picks that I took.
But anyways, uh, we'll move on to uh, the Distress Club. And I think we all can pretty much agree on who's in the Distress, distress Club right now. Yeah, those Tar Heels. Yeah. The look on Mac Brown's face after that quote-unquote interception at the end literally summed it up. That should be like the the that should be like the poster for the Distress Club. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you can't go into your first game with, you know, college football playoff hopes and um, trying to win an ACC or at least compete for one, and just come out that flat. And again, it's not and even against—it's not even against. I mean, don't get me wrong. Virginia Tech's not—you know—the worst team out there. But it's not like if, if Georgia goes out and loses a tough game like that to Clemson tomorrow, that's a different story. Right. Well, tonight rather. Uh, we'll get to our picks later, but I mean, if one of the either one of those teams falls to each other in you know a two score game it's it's not as it's not as bad as it's more justifiable than clemson being or unc being a a a top 10 team and laying an egg against an unranked acc team that has not been uh you know something to write home about since the beamer days all right and i guess um you could say Virginia Tech has had UNC's number the past, what, six years, I think. They're like five and one over the last six years. But, you know, Virginia Tech is middle of the road, upper middle of the road team. Like yeah. you, You've got to win those games that you're supposed to win if you want to be a good team in college football, you know? Um, no, yeah, yeah, you have to win those if you want to be established, you know, as somebody that's legitimately talked about at the end of the season. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know, we saw this happen even last year with like Oklahoma when they came out just extremely flat. Mm -hmm. You know, they lose those games and it it bit them in the butt. You know, at the end of the year, and you know, and this this is not to you know give an excuse necessarily, but last year. Oklahoma, they 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 could they could blame it on the fact that they didn't get to ch- really to get a chance to practice at all during the offseason. They had to work together, nothing. You you can't say that this year. You right. were you were allowed to be in your building in face to face with your players. There were still restrictions, but still, for the most part, you were back to to normal, uh, you know, activities. So you don't have that. You can't have that caveat of, oh, well, you know, we just had a, you know, it was a weird off season, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't have that anymore. You, you, you can't rely, you can't use that as an excuse for being flat first game of the season. And I think um, even more than that, what's his name? Sam Howell's draft stock is dying like fast. Um, <laughs> dying? And dead? Dying. Dead? Dead. Buried? Dead. I I can't say it's completely gone because it's a long season. He at least has a chance to to bring it back up. But like he was overthrowing receivers. Um, He just didn't look himself. And I don't think that or I don't know if that's due to his running backs being drafted. Um, And it's just not the same offense now. But 
he just didn't look like himself or like he did last year. Well, the same thing happened to Ian Book last year. Ian Book two years ago looked looked like an absolute stud. And when Chase Claypool went to the NFL, he didn't have that guy to that turned the 50-50 ball into the 90-10 ball. And yeah. you got he got exposed for what he really was. He still somehow made our NFL roster, which I'm still blown by, but uh and here and what may be a bet what may be a blessing for 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 him is he's got two you know they've got two major matchups at the end of the season and so like he, you're gonna you're gonna have that chance to you know show yourself at the right time uh they've got uh the set the third to last week of the season the second to last week of the season they've got Miami and then they've got Notre Dame uh both of those are legitimate chance on a big stage for the him to to correct this um I, if these were at right if these were going to happen right after this loss I don't think it would help his draft stock but the fact that's going to happen at the end of the season I think that's going to be I'm going to be going to be beneficial assuming he steps up you know if if he doesn't step up it doesn't make a difference but uh I, I I think that's good going going for him. Um a lot of football is what have you done lately? Um and if he ends the season with two quality showings, not necessarily wins, but quality showing against these two teams, and he wasn't the reason that they lost, uh then maybe he can drag himself back into a you know a semi decent uh draft position. Oh wait, never mind. Those those two are uh, those are like a midway through the season. Those aren't. I, I didn't scroll all the way down. That's about midway through the season. He's got Miami and, and Notre Dame, so he'll have a better impact than it would have been right after that, right after this game. But it won't have the major impact. I mean, he's going to end with games against Pittsburgh, Wofford, and NC State, and Wake Forest. And uh, his last four games are against teams that you know you're you should beat if you're if you're that good it's not going to be any sort of statement uh situation those last four games so i take back what i said with that that more so than the notre dame game but that miami game is going to be absolutely crucial for them yeah um so i don't i don't see miami losing another acc game um They'll probably lose to Alabama. They'll probably come close or may lose to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody else on their schedule that's going to compete with them. Yeah. So if they if UNC does not beat Miami, like that's that's a wrap for everything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, who who's who's going to the, the ACC championship against Clemson this year? I mean, thought was Miami. Gonna- I mean, well, yeah, and it's yeah. it's going to be another blowout. I mean, unless right. unless Miami shows us something, because clearly, if UNC is the team that goes, it's not going to be a good game. But, uh, anything? Anybody else for the distress club right now, other than um, UNC and even though it's anybody obvious, anybody in the ACC Any other look- than Clemson, Duke. 
I do. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love, I love Cutcliffe to death for coaching the best quarterback of all time. How in the and hell did he lose to Charlotte? Now he coached the best quarterback of all time and then his younger brother. <laughs> but I cannot believe I watched that last night. I was just like you. I was at the football game watching this thing that Riley, they would blow them out so bad that Riley would get some reps, you know, in, under center, like in a real game. And I'm like looking up and at halftime, like they're down 14-10 and you're just like, how is an ACC team down right now? I don't get it. But, you know, it is, it is what it is, I guess. But they're definitely in the distress club. I mean, we're getting to the point where we're talking about a two-conference league right now. I mean... Well, that's what... That's why I, like... I mean, maybe we'll talk about it later. But that's why I think that you need teams like, you know, West Virginia. Uh, I, and I, people think that I'm crazy for saying this. I think teams like West Virginia and, um, God, what's the other good team that, that's in the... Uh, the decent team that's in the Big 12. I think that those guys in the elite... Yeah, I think those two could actually challenge, not win, but challenge Clemson in the ACC, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, you know, Alabama and, you know, you got your Alabama, your Georgias, and your Floridas in the SEC that, like, there's there's some parity in the SEC. Right. Like, you know, Alabama isn't invincible. Like, Clemson is basically invincible in the ACC right now. They really are. And I think that... Yeah, they. I mean, they, they just are. And I think that, you know, if you throw like a West Virginia and an Oregon State in the ACC, I think that there's a little bit more parity. Like, imagine if, just uh, being honest, if two years ago when when you lost Trevor Lawrence, or that was that last year that last, you lost Trevor Lawrence? Is, yeah. Yeah. And you had, you know, not only, you know, the Notre Dame game, but imagine if you would have had Notre Dame and a West Virginia game back, back to back. back. Yeah. They the, they don't make the college playoff because they don't like, make the champion. They, they don't make just, the ACC championship. And then Notre Dame's playing some scrub team and looks like a legitimate, you know, college football playoff team. And they get maybe like the two seed and they get shellacked by Ohio State. And it's right. more of an and, and that's just you're, you're absolutely right. And like, that's my biggest thing. I, I think that in order for there to be like, you know, some form of competition, instead of everybody running to the SEC, like, I mean, me personally, like I would have accepted maybe, I would have accepted Texas into the SEC, into the SEC. I would have told Oklahoma they had to go to the ACC. And I mean, I just think that it, it would have made, it would have made college football better. Don't get me wrong. I think we solidify for the next 20 years that the SEC is going to be the strongest conference in college football. Well, it's, it's, but it's that the does, SEC and then the next best best one is the Big 10. Right. And they're they're like they're where the, they're where the SEC was 10 years ago maybe. I I wouldn't even That's give them that. I I wouldn't even give them that because they're the teams that were supposed to challenge Ohio State, um, you look at a Northwestern that did well last year, yeah. they come out flat against Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the only reason why I'll, I'll go ahead, my bad. 
Now, I was just going to say, I don't know if Michigan or um, Penn State will be able to come back um, to what they're supposed to be. So I think Ohio not, State's in a similar position, just with not as trash teams as, right. as Clemson. Like, it's still Clemson's to lose. It's still, it's still Ohio State's to lose. It's just, you know, they're the competition's a little bit better for that. It's not going to be blowout victories, you know, every single week yeah. for them. Uh, but, I mean, I, I definitely think there needs to be uh, realignment um, in, in the NCAA, uh, but that would require leadership um, and somebody in charge. Uh, so that's not going to happen. Uh, however, I mean, I feel that having a true, you know, you know, get back to the, the roots of conferences of, you know, regional, um, you know, you, we've now got these conferences that, you know, you got the big 10 goes from Nebraska up to the great lakes region and then out to, to Pennsylvania and, you know, like West Virginia, Maryland, and it's just, you know, you've got this, you know, weird, it's not even, you know, regional anymore. Uh, you know, SEC, now we're, we're getting, you know, more and more, you know, farther away from being true Southeast. Uh, the American is just all over the country, i.e. the name. <laughs> you know, if, you know, if we can get back to, you know, legitimate, you know, regions, you know, we can have, you know, a little bit more parity in each conference, I think, at that point. Now everyone's jumping to the SEC just because the only reason Texas and Oklahoma left is because saying you're the big Big 12 champion doesn't hold the cachet that it used to. I mean, they're, we keep calling it the Power Five. I think we've got to acknowledge that it's a Power Four situation at this point. Yeah. But the only way that that, like I said, the only way that that becomes, you know, fixable is that if you do, if like you, if the NCAA regulates like the regions in the country and yeah. like forces people to do what they're supposed to do. But like we said, money is involved and we're talking about TV contracts and now, you know, endorsement deals for these kids and you know they want to be seen on bigger markets so now you it's never going to go back to being that way no it's so i know I it's not like, i but i it's 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 the better route i think it would make for better oh yeah no, competition. no no question and that's the thing no about question. that's one thing that you know with the luxury of being able to have you know a 70 team tournament for for basketball you legitimately don't know who's going to win the championship every year. You know, you've got, you know, Blue Bloods, yes, but you don't, it's not like, okay, who's Alabama playing in the national championship this year? It's not like that. Right. You, and you've got to find a way to do that again. And that's, I mean, I still think you separate the country up into four regions uh, and have, you know, three, four tiers, you know, 10, 10, 10 or so teams in each tier. Uh, you know, the top two teams from the top tiers go to, you know, the playoffs. Uh, everybody else goes to bowls. Um, and if you are, 
the lowest one of your tier. Um, the the number one guy in the tier below yours gets to play you for your spot in your in that in that tier. Um, that gives you parity. That's your bowl game that year. You the the worst one of you know tier one plays the best of tier two, and the winner goes up to tier one. But see, I think the fear and like, cause I brought this, I brought that same thing up to somebody earlier, and they had a really good point. They said the fear with that is, is that if you do that, then there's no incentive for those top tier teams to stay part of the NCAA. So like, they just break away, which they honestly they legally can do, and then they start their own their own college league per se. I mean, because they're already getting paid. So, right. like, you know, they make them separate entities. They keep the school name, but they make them separate entities from the school. And then you start a business out of it. And, like, it's leaning towards that direction. Like, already. Well, there's already several 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 schools that are like that. Their athletic departments are separate entities. Florida, LSU, Texas, Ohio State, they're all separate entities of their university i mean they had their own infrastructure like you don't when you at florida if you're you know you know the, the florida equipment manager he doesn't put a work order in with the school he puts a work order in with the athletics department maintenance division they have their own maintenance department uh, and you know texas is making it's it is making so much money as its own entity it's donating back to the school so it's, well, I think it's there. I think the difference, I think the difference between that and fully breaking away, though, is that you have to look at what a college is defined as. Unless these colleges turn into private universities, they can't become for profit. Um, right. So in theory, they will always have to be up under the NCAA unless they just completely, you know, cut ties and just say you know i'm just going to be a private university so i can run things the way i want to run them um i wouldn't say it's out of the question but i don't think it's going to happen because you have other um sports that need that money and that's True. backed by unless the double a unless you can you can use it at like like they already use football already as their main cash cow and if they can, if there's more money to be made by becoming a private uh, university and just using football as an even bigger cash cow, like you never know. I think the biggest holdup outside of that, though, is that, like I said, University of Alabama, Nick Saban's the highest state employee. You know what I'm saying? Like the majority of his salary you know, or some, some of his salary is generated through the state. So I'm not saying that like that, you know, that small percentage makes a, you know, a difference. But I think that that also has a part to play into it that like, you know, I mean, Dabo Sweeney's a percentage of his salary is being paid by South Carolina, you know. Don't know if it's a, you know, a big problem, not like the boosters couldn't fix that issue, but you know, it's still an underlying issue. Oh, you're right. Just from 
just from my knowledge of how salaries work at a university level, a lot of it is government funded. Um, we get paid at the school um, uh, X amount of money each month from the technical college system of Georgia. We get paid an X amount of money from all of the government uh, and all of that's funded directly to us. And then we use that to pay bills, we pay salaries, we do all of that. Um, and then from that, you know, each department has their own budget. So, you know, for an athletic conference that's as big as what Texas has, um, they may have their own staff or their own actual budget, but they, they're not giving up that money. So. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to break away if they, if they, if those major schools choose to do that. Uh, there's a lot more red tape there than we know as civilians. Uh, but moving on uh, to more uh, conversation, it came out last night that the Big 12 has now offered four teams to join their co conference following the leaving of Texas and Oklahoma. It's interesting how they're quick to add four teams now when they didn't have, when a couple years ago, when they're like, oh, we're looking for people. Uh, and they're like, oh wait, no, we still have Texas and Oklahoma, we're fine, go away. We don't, you know, we don't need you. Uh, but they have added Houston, Cincinnati, Central <laughs> Florida, and ah. who was the fourth team? BYU. BYU. Uh, I think BYU and Houston make sense regionally. Um, I think Cincinnati and UCF is kind of weird. Um, they make sense football-wise. For now, when they were playing, yeah, you know, we'll see what they do against a conference that's still considered a power five conference uh instead of playing you know memphis and app state every year um we'll see what it's like against baylor and oklahoma state and texas tech but um yeah you see you see memphis they said memphis did not make the jump because they, they said there, there was no change really no real change in the money. So Cincinnati and these people that are jumping from the American, like UCF, they're taking a gamble. They're yeah. taking a gamble that that the the product is good enough that once they rejuvenate it, that it's still considered, you know, one of the elites. Yeah. But I slowly think that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are changing positions where it's like the Pac-12 is going to start making a relevant comeback and then the Big 12 like yes. going to be seen as the little brother. Don't think it'll dissolve anymore, but no. they won't be taken seriously. No, they're not going to be what they were before. Pac-12 is definitely um, on the rise. Um, UCLA, uh, I think, is a dark horse. Not not to like, not like college football playoff dark horse, but like, you know, you know, potentially make make the the conference championship, go to a major bowl, that type of stuff. Uh, senior quarterback that looks a lot like RG three, um, assuming he can stay healthy throughout the year. I think that's legitimate team um, with him at the, at the 
at the quarterback position. They're only adding these teams because the Pac-12 rejected them. Let's be real. Um, and I think BYU is going to be football only. I don't see oh. how you can schedule around not being able to play, I think, what, on Sundays for BYU or Saturdays, whichever one it is. Um, it's got to be but, it's got to be Sundays. They play Sundays, Saturday. yeah. Yeah, for Sundays. Um, so that caused a conflict a conflict for their other sports like um, baseball or softball or, yeah. you know, basketball. I just don't see what the Big 12's plan is because adding these teams, it doesn't keep you in the, you it know, It doesn't power improve your, your, your quality yeah. there at all. I think they were just looking for placeholders. The only one that I think helps them is BYU because they're the only... They're, they're, you know, they were one of the stronger teams the past couple of years. Uh, UCF seemed to be a flash in the pan. Um, and Cincinnati, it's too early on really to, to know uh, to know whether they're actually legitimate or not, especially with the conference that they're in. Right. Uh, so I think this was a scramble um, for sure. Um, and they want to, it's like, it's like when, uh, you've got, you had the, the dates of the prom that everyone wanted in the last second, who she actually wanted to go with, uh, asks her and you got to scramble and now you're taking, you know, leftovers at this point. And I think that's, that's why we're, we're looking at these four teams and not any other teams it wasn't really thought out it wasn't planned out it was just you know these teams are interested we'll take them and we'll move forward should have knocked her up two years ago <laughs> she wouldn't be going to the problem with nobody else being I guarantee you that if they if they if they uh if they perform, if they, if UCF performs, then yeah, it makes them look better. But you know, it's still, it's it's like the next. They're they're almost becoming another Group of Five conference at this point. With how many with the teams that they've got, I mean, you look at the the teams that are in the conference now, where they were, you know, 15 years ago. Most of this conference is now teams that were not, you know, in the major conferences. Uh, West Virginia was part of the Big East, uh, which no longer exists as far as football is concerned. Um, TCU was in the Mountain West. Uh, and then obviously these four teams that joined in, um, they're coming from different places as well that were also not Power Five conferences. So, I mean, you're, it's literally becoming the next, you know, group of five, I guess, group of six conference at this point. Uh, but with that, uh, we'll move on. Um, let's talk about the the Clemson Georgia game. I want to hear Lamoris how you think that Georgia's going to win this game tonight. It's hard because I think Georgia's dealing with a lot of injuries um, going into the game, so you're losing 
with two wide receivers, um, you're starting tight end, you're down a cornerback, um, you know, and your offensive line, your center broke his hand. So he's snapping with his opposite hand. Um, that's, I would say it's going to be tough to overcome against the Clemson team, but Clemson's team, um, you look at their offensive line, they're replacing a lot of players. Uh, so that's not going to be their strong suit, you know, with Trevor Lawrence leaving and bringing in a new QB. Um, I don't know how well that's going to play for them. And then also they're uh, not very strong in terms of their secondary. So that kind of helps Georgia's wide receiver situation. But it's just, I, I couldn't give an honest prediction because there's so many variables. Um, I want Georgia to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and get dropped by 21. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they come and just run the ball down their throats and, you know, struggle to a win. So, but if I had to put money on it, I would put money on Clemson. He's a realistic fan. That's something I have no idea about. He's finally showing it. Surprising. I mean, I definitely, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that Georgia can't win this game, but, you know, it just the odds are kind of not in their favor on this one. We have, I have, we have to agree on that. Um, and the spread is a little bit too close for me to, to bet on Georgia. It's a three-point spread for Clemson. I don't know if I'm betting on Georgia to keep it within three points. I wouldn't. No, I would. I, I would take the over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts with it, Solomon? If you even care. Uh, I. I mean, I do care. Um, because it benefits me more <laughs> for Georgia to win this game. <laughs> early on like I mean I, I I can't stand Georgia but I hate Clemson more so but realistically I honestly do think that <clears throat> I'll give I'll go the spread is three I'm gonna go Georgia nine I, I, I think that's realistic I understand all the issues that Georgia has at full power you'll never hear me say this again I think Georgia would be close to dog walking Clemson at this point. Clemson's quarterback play is, I mean, I, I think DJ's a phenomenal quarterback. I really do. I do not think that he has the it factor to, you know, that Clemson's offense needs in order to take them over the top. If you've ever noticed, Dabo Sweeney has never been good with the with with a average quarterback like Georgia and Alabama's had to be in the past. They've had to be an over-the-top quarterback. That's the only time that he wins. Case in point, when Kelly Bryant, Kelly Bryant was a serviceable, like decent Division I quarterback. He couldn't win with that kid. He couldn't win the big one with that kid. So he goes to Trevor Lawrence, who obviously was a generational talent and, you know, wins one with him as a freshman, but never wins another one again. I don't know if G DJ ukulele or ukulele i think it is or that, yeah that one right there <laughs> whatever elemental uh, p i don't think that he has the what we call the guy gene in order to run 
a football game to its, you know, prime efficiency. He's just average. And that's just my opinion. And so well, I, I don't know if we can make about, that assessment yet. We only had one game to see his his yeah, you're right, but I mean, like I said, you and he you, threw 400 I mean, yards I mean, against Notre Dame's defense, which I don't uh, think anybody did that all defense. I don't think anybody did that all season. Uh, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. No, 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 I knew I, you were going to say that. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. And it's not an it I'm not. It's not a supporting Notre Dame, and it's, it's nobody threw that much against Notre Dame the entire season. I, I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence would not have done that. He probably ACC, would have it was done the that. ACC. It was the ACC, and that's all I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that Notre Dame's defense wasn't good. Okay, but it was it was the AC. It's the AC. But I'm, I'm not. And, I'm just saying that we can't we can't shut it down saying he's average yet because we there's nothing there to say 100 percent that he was average. So the reason why I'm saying it's average is because I I watched the kid play at what I mean in high school like so he went he was right behind Real. Oh God, I can't remember the guy's name. The, the, the not saying that he's a bum, but he pretty much is. He went to Iowa State, sucked at Iowa State, went to Buffalo. He's second string quarterback at Buffalo right now. DJ took his spot in high school. Now you got, you know, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and like a Bryce, not Bryce Harper, but Bryce Young. Like those guys, you see the like you see the guy oh. gene. You see the it factor. Like when they were in high school and you know it's going to translate. You never got that instance from him when he was in high school that he has the God gene. He's just a above average quarterback with a decent little bit of athleticism. And he screams to me, he screams Kelly Bryant. He looks like Kelly Bryant. And I know with Dabo Sweeney in the way that he runs his offense that if he's if that's his level, He's not going to be successful. They'll win the ACC. They'll win those games. But when he goes up against, yeah, when he goes up against the SEC dogs, even if they're hurt and messed up, I'm going to say that SEC, yeah, SEC talent is going to outweigh ACC talent every single day of the week. So me personally, I know this is uncharacteristic of me. I'm, I'm going Georgia by six. I really want to say nine, but I don't mm. want to say, you know. Yeah. But I'm going to go Georgia okay. six today. Okay. I'm going to Georgia six today. Okay. So I I will say Clemson's wide receiver room is going to help and play to DJ's strengths uh, more so than anything. And the only way Georgia would win is if they get after the quarterback so much that he does not have the chance to um, – Go yeah, to his wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. His his receivers are all like six three, six four. Like that's fairly large. Like you have deep ball threats, and all DJ can really do do is like throw the deep ball. Just, um, being honest, you know. But we'll see. And and also, I mean, I mean, I know they're you know that Georgia prides themselves on their you know their front seven, but there's not. You know, you don't have high-level talent in there that can, you know, you, you don't have, you know, that front four that you really can, you know, say, all right, it's going to be it's going to be hard for for him to get the ball off within this situation unless they bring extra guys. I don't know. I think they have it still. Okay. 
I didn't. I mean, I, when I, I saw I coming back, I didn't. I mean, they were good. There was quality there. I just didn't see, you know, that premier edge rusher, uh, that JJ Watt that you had to account for, really. Um, right. But I mean, who knows? Uh, we'll just have to see how the offensive line, uh, which, like you guys said, is there's a they've had to replace a couple guys on the offensive line, and we saw how that worked for Kansas City in the in the in the uh, the Super Bowl. Um, you know, having that basically a new offensive line in there, um, that can be a big difference. So uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting game for sure. Um, I still lean towards Clemson, um, just kind of in these situations. Uh, Georgia isn't always, uh, you know, on their game in these situations, uh, especially at the beginning of the season. Um but uh, we'll move on from there. Um, I know it's Alabama, but why is one of the, you know, high-level kickoff games, Alabama versus Miami, which is a 20-point spread? I mean... It was made three years ago, and at Miami seemed to be on the up and up. Like, same thing when, like, we scheduled Duke. It's like... Like, Cutcliffe was supposed to have, like, a real good group uh, back in 2017 when we had them the first game. And then, you know, what a surprise. You get dog-walked by 50. You know, it's <laughs> it is what it is. It is no, what it is. I mean, is, <clears throat> once again, go back to leadership in the NCAA. Uh, maybe instead of, you know, having them put together schedules three years in advance schedules don't come out until you know the off season before that specific season of play and that would be ideal i mean because like that i mean you see that's what happened it's like yeah I don't know, because i mean that's, that that's, that's been a little bit with alabama because like there was there was a couple years that it was like oh alabama's not playing anybody well i mean one nobody wanted to play alabama Two teams that some of the teams that they had actually signed to play was supposed to be a marquee matchup, and the team fell apart within the time that they signed a contract and the actual game that was played. And so it's just which is crazy, and and it's just it looks it's bad for TV, uh, which we'll get to a, a bad TV game that we had last weekend, um, uh, but we'll, but we'll stick with this first, and it's just. You know, I'm I'm fine. I mean, obviously the names Alabama and Miami, they're worth being a marquee game, but it shouldn't be, you know, a named the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. It shouldn't be, you know, you know, like a titled game. Like Georgia Clemson, Duke's Mayo Classic, that makes sense for that to be a, you know, a, a named game, but not... Miami versus Alabama um, in this situation. Uh, another good matchup uh, this week weekend uh, gives us an idea of the strength of the Big Ten outside of Ohio State. Um, Penn State and Wisconsin um, are going at it, ninth, ranked 19th and ranked 12th, respectively. Wisconsin has the edge with a five and a half point spread favorite uh what do you guys think is going to be the outcome there 
It's Wisconsin Penn really that State good. by three. Penn State by three. Penn State by three. Okay. So um, we're not we're not I'm buying not, the hype on Wisconsin at this point. Heck no. I'm not a believer. I mean y'all might be, but they they shown me nothing. They're they're barely better than Nebraska. And you we all know that's not saying much. No, it's not. Wisconsin is also going through some um what's it called off the field issues they had two of their running backs get dismissed from the team because uh one running back broke into the other guy's room and essentially um tried to fight them and the other guy pulled I think a knife or a gun at them um whatever the case was but both of them have been um suspended I think that plays a role in how they play because you know if the team's already fighting each other off the field to that extent, um, you never know what's going on on the sideline too. So, Penn State, Bye. yeah, Penn State's just you know <laughs> they know who they are at this point. They're established. Um, they're also Wisconsin. You know, their quarterback transferred as well. They've got a new guy in there. Um, we don't know what he's going to be like. Uh, I'm not saying the other guy was good either. But still, stability, uh, consistency is part of success in sports. Um, but we'll move on to probably the story that just seems to get weirder and weirder every day. IMG Academy, which is basically a prep school for you know future professional athletes. Um, uh, went up to Ohio to play a relatively unknown team. I can't even remember their name. Bishop something. What was Bishop it? Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore. Um, it was, it was, you know, described as an online school that was going to be the IMG uh, of, you know, the, the Great Lakes region of, you know, Ohio area. Um, we're told, you know, told ESPN that they had multiple D1 offer guys um, to get on this game on, you know, TV. Uh, clearly, that was a lie. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. You, the first of many, the first of many lies. Um, game finished up. What was it? Fifty-four to nothing was the final. Fifty-eight to nothing. Fifty-eight to nothing. Um, somebody didn't do their homework apparently because these teams played each other last year. Um, teams, I say that very loosely. Uh, and IMG won fifty-two to fourteen. Uh, so somebody should have realized. These, this is not a good matchup. We should put this on TV just from what we saw the previous year. Uh, and the story gets even weirder. Um, they play. They played a game three days earlier. Um, reports are coming out that kids were sleeping, at, were staying at hotels. Not actually. Uh, there was not a. There was not a campus. There was not a faculty. Um, they had a steal to eat. Uh, the coach wrote bad checks to the hotels that they were staying in. 
They never actually practiced. Guys that didn't go to JUCO went here. Like they 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 finished high school and they couldn't go to a JUCO. They they went there over a JUCO. Uh, head coach has now been fired and arrested on charges of fraud. Um, and that, I think that's it so far. <laughs> just just a couple things at this point. Okay. Well. I, I like to add two things. They they actually JT they practice. They just practice in the field next to the play set or the playground, like the little patch of grass, like at the local community park. No, like but there, no, there was reports coming out that they they did not actually practice. They just showed up on game day and they played. What the hell, yeah. I don't know what's more worse. It's like I don't know. Either way, it's bad. You going to you you going to jail for that? Or like you like getting like as a grown man, I'm talking about as a grown man getting your ass well by sixteen through eighteen year old. Oh no, IMG I, goes I to know. goes over twenty goes yeah. over twenty. Yeah. yeah. They they're they're not eligible for uh playoffs in Florida. Still, I'm not gonna I, sit there and just let no kid beat my tail. That's just my opinion. But I understand what y'all saying. I think there's a bigger issue now bishop sycamore was trash one how do you play a game friday and then you know on sunday play one of the top teams in the nation after just playing the game friday that's irresponsible um you know it's poor management to have kids or grown men um <laughs> sleeping on the floor having to men. steal food um all of that you know that's that's terrible and you know they deserve punishment for it but i think us as a society have created a culture to where you can create these prep academies where you're just here to play football or play basketball whatever it is um you get by just doing the bare minimum you're not actually in class you have like 20 year olds coming out just because they didn't get into the college you know that they wanted to go to um and it's not but it's advertised as high school sports i think that's the biggest issue um you know we can't just continue with honestly yeah and that goes the same for img i understand img still has you know they have separate teams they have you know an actual campus and they have the support and financial backing for this but you know there's a lot of non-IMGs around here and they just you know create a school and start teams and just pull kids off the street you know and I think that's a big issue similar to AAU but you know uh this is uh you know it was a cute idea uh for I am for with IMG and now other people are trying to get involved um and it's just not uh it's just not the what it you know it's not going to work everywhere and especially if you don't have the money this is a huge huge um uh, huge huge thing for IMG. and there's so much money involved down there um they've got more they've got more uh, assets um, and then most college 
dude, anything outside of you know, it's probably it's probably equivalent to an FCS school, honestly, with how much it, how many luxuries it has at its disposal. And not everybody's every state is that committed to something like that. And then we get things like Bishop Sycamore, which isn't even real. That's because the end of the day, it's not real. It's not a real place. Um, and we're, you know, we're hurting these young athletes by trying to make these places. Um, it worked for IMG, but IMG, you can't have an IMG all the time. It's kind of like lightning. You're not lying. But I think a lot of those guys, it, it's not about that for them. It's about the money aspect of it. Like that's all that these so-called coaches care about. Like, I mean, not to speak on it, not like he listens to the podcast anyway, but like we have a guy down here who like, you know, that's like his little claim to fame. It's like he started like a prep basketball team down here. They don't have a home gym. They practice at the rec center where they currently, you know, what's the city that they currently held at. They do classes. Uh, they take online classes in the parking lot of of the, what is it, Walgreens. Or if they live on quote-unquote campus, their apartment, the apartment complex that they all stay in, they can do their classes there in the living rooms of their apartment. It's a money scheme. It's a money scheme. It's yeah. sad. Uh, speaking of questionable activities dealing with high schoolers um i know uh the they dropped on netflix the next documentary series regarding rush probst uh i haven't had a chance to watch it uh, i think you started watching it lamoris uh what are your thoughts so far Prost looks like a fun guy you know um honestly we were making those assumptions about um what's his name the qb i can't even think of his name um during the season one all of this was coming out and it looks like just from the way the documentary showed it and showed how things happened i don't think pros really did anything wrong um now you know how much the other stuff that he looks good i mean let, let's let's be honest right <laughs> And, and I don't know what other stuff that I guess the Valdosta board of whoever that decided to fire him, I don't know how much money or what he was talking about affected that. But in the sense of the players, it seemed like, you know, he was doing what a coach was supposed to do. He was preparing them. He was supporting them. Um, and I don't know, you know, how much of that was for TV also, but, you know. It opened my eyes. It looked like the QB's dad was the reason why um, it came out because he was the one that did the interview with ESPN, not Rush Post. Um, there would have been no um, sort of, what's it called, suspensions or anything like that if it wasn't for that interview with ESPN because it was approved by um, GHSA for him to transfer there. Um, and then they revoke their approval after that interview so pros you know as bad as he has been 
what it looked like in Valdosta, it wasn't that bad. No, what he was doing there was definitely not the worst of what he's done in his past. Um, right. But it's just starting to be, you know, accumulating. Um, and it's, it's, you know, just, you know, if this was the first thing he'd ever did, okay, whatever, move on. But it's clearly that this guy is not the most... Uh, Scandals follow him. Yes, that's, well, that's he's not the he most ethical seen. person. Ethical, yes, yeah. ethical, yes. Uh, I'm interested. How have you watched the whole thing? Yeah. Okay, and there's, and they still painted him in a good light with this this scandal, everything going on. I mean, no discussion of the, uh, you, the the petty cash that had to be in his drawer at all times. They did. They discussed that towards the end. It was like a quick tidbit. Oh, of course. Yeah. Just, 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 just put that under the rug. Let's, you know. Uh, I'm he's, not, not he's not acting like the mafia any, or anything. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that, like, he's innocent. Like, I think the two things, the two things that he did wrong was, one, like, you went to a place where you – we're trying to change a tradition that's older than you are and you talk to the wrong people at the wrong times about the wrong things like you just don't do that i guarantee you if he went to some place like lounge high where there really is no tradition you know what i mean it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal because he probably could have strong armed the little nub guy and his name is nub even though he only has one arm like to the side the second thing that he did wrong was you know yeah like it's your first year why try to win with like what's already there before you bring in outsiders because that's where your problems arise like you can't bring in a transfer even though he may be better when you already have an elite level quarterback there like you know you should that he went to the third round with the kid. Imagine if he would have poured all of his time into him from the very beginning. You know what I mean? I don't think that he would have had as much issue. But now he's not only messed up himself, he's also messed up five other kids in the process, including the quarterback, because he can't even play his senior year. Yeah, I mean, Russ Brooks is a good coach. He's good at being a coach. He finds a way to win. Um, I think he's just gotten away. He's gotten to. He's gotten away from those key aspects. He, 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 it became like a drug to him. Um, like he could. He, he could be. If he had, you know, he without doing questionable things, he still could have been one of the greatest high school coaches of all time, uh, in my opinion. Um, with how good he is when he just does what he's supposed to do. Um, so it's it's a shame that he went down the path that he did, um, but uh, that's where we're at right now. Before we get to uh, Petty Moment, is there anything you guys feel like we need to talk about? Yeah, we didn't discuss already. Yeah, you have any uh, early college football playoff predictions? Uh, hmm. No, uh, I mean, Alabama, Clemson, 
Uh, obviously, those two at this point. Outside of that, I mean, <sighs> I guess Ohio State, but I just don't know what they're going to do without Justin Fields right now. I mean, but granted, they've started to turn into Alabama-esque of, you know, they don't, you know, they don't have to rebuild. They're just reloading uh, time and time again. Um, so I think those three are definitely in. Um, I looking at Notre Dame's schedule, I don't see them having a quality enough schedule to make the playoffs. Um, they've only got one marquee matchup this year, really, and that's Wisconsin, which we already said isn't that good. Um, so I mean, they'd have to go undefeated to be considered. Um, and even then, I don't think it would prove that they're worthy of going. Um, Maybe Oklahoma is fourth, um, or a, or maybe surprise a Pac-12 team gets in. Uh, you know, Oregon or USC finally figures it out. I don't know, um, but you know, it's a three. I feel pretty confident with, um, and then that last one, you know, could be Notre Dame just because of how the the they seem to the the committee seems to have a hard on for them. Uh, could be Oklahoma, could be one of the top Pac-12 schools. Uh, I don't see a two SEC team situation this year. Um, unless, unless Georgia wins tonight um, and they come out of the SEC um, they make it to the ACC championship with. Are they playing Alabama this year? No, no. Uh, so they, their toughest game after after Clemson would be Florida, and that's okay. It. I mean, if they if they they run the table and lose in the SEC championship, maybe. Um, but you know, I don't know about that. Um, it would just have to see how the rest of the landscape goes um but i mean if they lose tonight um they have to win the sec to to make the playoffs um right 100% there's no there's no way they lose tonight and you know lose the sec championship and make it to the to the playoffs unless something crazy happens uh what do you guys think i mean Mine's on par, but I have a bold prediction. I don't think Ohio State's going to make it this year. I don't think that's bold. It's just I didn't know who else to put in there. I mean, I mean, you're. I, I think I think there's a legitimate discussion there. I mean, they they lost their their quarterback, um, and we don't know what they've got behind him. I mean, we don't. They don't have Urban Meyer anymore. They don't have Justin Fields. You know. And C.J. Stroud honestly didn't look all that great um, this week. Uh, just from that first game, he looked a little shell-shocked, um, inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, I, and I don't know if that's just first game jitters or right. if that's just really how he is, but they just don't seem like the Ohio State of years past. And with Oregon coming up on their schedule, I kind of, I expect Oregon to win. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Oregon started to come back a little bit for Pac-12 standards. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's we all agree that it's gonna be Alabama Clemson 
and then two other teams at this point. Yeah, yeah. fair. Even if Clemson loses tonight, they'll probably run the table, win the ACC championship, and one lost conference champion out of a Power Five, they're going to make the make the playoff. I mean, that's that's guaranteed essentially. The only way I see Clemson. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you no go ahead. I was uh, I was going to say the only way I see Clemson not making it in is if they lose tonight. And then Georgia loses in the um, SEC championship after running the table. And then you're looking at either an undefeated or one loss Alabama with a one loss UGA whose only loss came to Alabama, but they beat Clemson head to head. Right. You have Ohio State or Oklahoma or Oregon or someone like that who's also undefeated or one loss and they just choose the other outside of Clemson since they've already lost right I, I don't but I think I think the, the the committee has shown that if you are a one loss conference champion in a conference that they acknowledge as legitimate you're going to make it in um, ACC they clearly acknowledge as a legitimate uh, conference no, I, I'm not saying that I believe it's legitimate. I'm saying their history shows that they believe it's a legitimate conference. I think we can agree. They, the they issue, believe that. <laughs> the issue is Clemson's not going to play a good team the yeah, rest of the way. Clemson is just someone that they believe in as a team. Yeah. I mean, they did that with Ohio State last year. They, they played five games and, you know, and... That was enough to put them in. They were right to put them in. You know, clearly we saw, but you know, you know, they they believed on them on off of you know a very small sample size. Um, so I right. think one loss power five team that wins their 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 conference goes. I think that's kind of what it is. Uh even if that one I mean, and if that one loss is to Georgia, who their only loss is in the SC championship that becomes a quality loss in their mind. A good loss. That's so crazy. No, I'm not saying it's the right way to do it, but that's just, we've seen enough right. of, to understand how the committee thinks. And, you know, we've seen Notre Dame, who was a one loss, the loss in the conference championship, and didn't even look good in the conference championship, still make it, which they shouldn't have made it. But there also weren't any. There wasn't. One there, loss teams. there wasn't a. There wasn't a good fourth team. That was the best fourth team. Yeah. Right? Which, and so, you know, it was. It was three clear teams at the top, and then there was a big drop off. Um, right. Hopefully, we have a little bit more um, competition this year, uh, but we'll have to see how it goes. This is the first uh, high level weekend that we had college football last weekend. Um, but it was, you know, a lot of HBCU schools uh, and a lot of smaller schools uh, overall. So finally getting to see, you know, the powerhouses play. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's kind of maybe hopefully this is a good litmus test to see how the season's going to go and who are our strong teams. Clearly one of those teams that is not UNC as one of our strong teams, like we thought at the beginning of the season or 
or or the whoever ranks does the ranking thought we're top we team. <laughs> we didn't mean that. We didn't say that. Uh, I always I kind of thought that was too high. Uh, what do we think about A and M as a dark horse this year? I mean, there's six that can be really be a dark horse, but I don't think they get past Alabama. So that's that's the hardest thing. The worst thing. Yeah, that's the worst thing about it. Like, yes, they could beat, um, I think, like a Clemson on a good day or something like that. But because you're not going to make it to the SEC championship, you're you're out. I don't know. It's happened before. Yeah. But that was also during the BCS era. That was a different time. Uh, but I guess we'll we'll move on. Unless Solomon, you have a take on the college football playoffs? It's be Alabama going to be Clemson and some random, and then we're going to be seeing the same thing that we've seen for the last what seven years, yeah. six years. Yeah. So. It's kind of hard to be excited about something that you already know is going to happen. All right, so we'll move on to Penny Moment of the Week. What do we have? Um, Not necessarily petty, but I I thought it was just kind of funny. Mercer was playing a football game this week, and they were up 69 to nothing, just scored a touchdown, and their kicker, was up to kick the extra point and he purposely missed the um extra point to keep the score 69 to nothing um and you know he got on twitter after the game and said that he had to do it for the culture so uh props to him Uh, shout out to shiloh alum isaac dowling middle linebacker for mercer uh freshman all-american there uh when nobody else in FCS even looked at him. But, you know, anyways, moving on. Uh, yeah. What do you got, Solo? Uh, I mean, going back to something that we already talked about, like with, with Bishop Sycamore, like it's one thing for you to, to lie to ESPN and for you to get fired, like basically on your day off when like all you had to do is just keep the scam going. Like, now you're going to jail because you got an active arrest warrant. Like, you didn't think that that was going to happen putting yourself on national television and then sucking that you wasn't going to get found out. Like, really? Like, it's just such yeah. a freaking how, how do you get fired in an arrest warrant on your day off? Uh, bro, bro, I have no idea. Like, but it's like this is the plot for the next, the, the last Friday movie is right here. That's the plot, right there. Last Friday. I'm telling you, like, man, you like that dude from Bishop Sycamore, dog. Like, how you, how you do that? How you do that? I just, I, I can't wait for it. Like, and now Kevin Hart's gonna be in a, Kevin Hart's gonna be doing a, a movie based off of it. It's gonna be hysterical. The more you were feeding your kid, I like, I can't freaking wait to see that. <laughs> I will for sure be watching. Oh yeah, first day it comes out. All right, uh, mine comes out of Queens, New York, with the Mets. Uh, Fernandez 
So that was was it Fernandez Lamarus? You you could you would tell me, you know. Um I don't think Fernandez is his name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, well, so, somebody uh off of uh the Mets team. Bye. Bye. It's Baez. Baez, yeah. Javi yeah. Baez. Javi Baez. All right. So he uh he started booing his own fans. Um he every time there was success. He would start booing thumbs down to his own fans because he felt that they were were not sticking with them. Um, it, it, it's something that every, everybody that's ever been booed on the sports field their entire life by their own team. Uh, it's it's something that that every one of us has wanted to do at some point or another. Uh, I'm sure. Solomon, you've had you've had bad games, and you hear parents in the crowd talking. Uh, I mean, I turn around and talk shit. I, I turn <laughs> around and talk shit. I'm just I'm just being honest. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, I, I, that's what that's what that's why I 100 agree with what he did. Oh yeah, I, I, I can tell you one time. Yeah, I, I lost one. I lost one regular season game last year. And I heard parents talking mad shit. I turned around and I said, well, you come fucking coach me then. Like, you come fucking coach then. Oh, yeah, that's right. You fucking sell propane for a living. You fucking suck. And I probably should have got fired for that. But you know what? I did it. So it, it is what it is. Language, Solomon. Language. We have kids that watch this show. Bro, I understand. To this look, look, the, the kids need to understand. And parents do, too. Look. If you don't like it, why don't you come do it? Go to school, apply for the job, and coach against me. But I'm willing to bet my left nut, okay? I might throw half of the right one in there too, that you couldn't do what it is that high school coaches do. Winning Little League uh, Super Bowls, you know what I'm saying? Winning uh, the daggum Little League NBA Finals, is not the same as winning high school games. Mm -hmm. Football, basketball, badminton, swimming, shit. I mean, stuff. I, I remember you. Uh, my senior year of high school, my dad was at a booster meeting and we we were we were bad. We, had, we only ended up winning one game that season. Um, and one of the parents starts going off on our coaches. And, and just blaming them. We were a team full of white boys um, with maybe five of us over six feet. I was one of the, I was the second biggest guy on the team when I was, when I weighed 225 pounds. So uh, that just gives you like, uh, yeah, the, there's not a lot of coach can do with what, what we had there. But anyways, my dad, you guys know my dad. He's been on the podcast before. He jumps up and gets in this guy's face and says, until you have been on the other side, been, in a, been a coach, dealt with what they have to deal with, you sit there and you shut your mouth. You, you, don't, you don't know what coaches, what players go through to make that they they are putting in more effort, more time than you you will ever know. And they feel what you feel when there's not success. It's not like they don't care. This is what yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Where it's not it's 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 not like you walk off the walk off the stage <laughs> Oh well, we just lost sixty to nothing. It's fine. I mean, unless you're like, yeah. Nickamore, who, who doesn't you know that's a different story. But you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it just astounds me that parents don't realize that it's like guys. Like I get paid five thousand dollars to do a year-round job. Like I'm not getting paid mother freaking buckets of money oh. to do this. Like I'm doing it because I I freaking love basketball. I love the game. You know I love the game. It's giving so much to me, so I want to give. I mean, back. you're you're like, getting like twenty bucks a day added to your check, basically. If that twice as much. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah! You, no, it's. Exactly. You're maybe getting 20 bucks extra per check to work twice as much as every other teacher in the building. Oh, my gosh. It, it kills you. But like you said, like you say, like, that's why we love parents like your dad, because like they're freaking realistic and they realize it's like, look, if if maybe if you would have married, you know, a taller woman. Well, hell, maybe if you were tall. Like, hell. And, you know, you wanted to marry an Amazon and make, like, you know, freaking LeBron instead of marrying, you know, the five-foot-two, you know, that come seamstress from Starbucks. You know, damn. You know, maybe you would have made a better kid. But, you know, that's that's just my opinion. I'm Italian. We don't get tall. Like, we're, there's not height. <laughs> like, like, Gallinari is... I don't know what happened with Gallinari. I think it was made in a lab or something. Because we don't get that tall. Like, so... Don't expect us to be elite receivers, elite defensive ends, you know, anything like that. Don't expect us to be playing power forward in the NBA. It, you just got to know where you're at. Accept it. Uh, I'm telling you. because I, all I, And I will just end with this. I guarantee you, like, if we were ever to switch positions, I bet you I could freaking build a building faster than you could win 20 games. Yeah. Like, or I bet you I could sell the shit out of some propane faster than some of these parents can win 20 games. So, you know. And you wouldn't sell them that, that fast that either. You would take your while anyways. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, I understand where, where, like, you know, what some of these people are saying, but, like, you really just want to be like, hey, you know, calm your tits, Take your panties out of a bunch. I'm sorry. See, this you did this to me. Don't get me riled up. I'm supposed to be eating breakfast with my father, and I'm going on a damn tangent because parents make me freaking sick. Yeah. But I digress. I'm calm now. All right. <laughs> uh, let's let's get to final thoughts and get out of here before uh, Solomon says something that causes a stir in you know the little old town of, of Fairhope. Edit half of this out, Lamoris. <laughs> nah, I'm leaving that entire rant in. <laughs> but um, uh, they the wait is so you know who gives a damn. It is what it is. Jesus. Language. All right, final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, my final thought is that if you ever think that it's easy to do what like anybody else does like coaches or whatever um i please i will i will trade you at any point in time like if you want to watch film break stuff down you know whenever you want to come out here and do what we do believe me like i will trade you in a heartbeat 
mine uh, with the start of both NFL and college football. We, we said, I believe it was last week, Lamorris, or the week before, whatever it was last time we recorded, to claim your team now. Not only to claim your team, but be realistic about your team. Let's be real. Coastal Carolina, you have had a great story. You are not going to the college football playoffs. Let's be real. For a lot of other teams out there, just know where you're at. Your team is not the greatest thing ever. Falcons fans, be happy with a 500 record this season. You're no, not winning the Super not Bowl this be year. Happy. We we do not want a 500 record. We want a one and foot or one and 17 record. <laughs> Beneath that, tank, tank. <laughs> but this is but Falcon fans, this is not your year. Uh, don't say we're gonna. And, and next year is not your year either. Let's just, let's just be real. We, be we know this. We want to be as 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 trash as possible for the next two or three years. Get these draft picks since we didn't draft Justin Fields. You know. All right, Lamorce, what are your final thoughts? Um, MLB, if you're going to have these umps review stuff in New York, at least get the call correct. Um, this has been, you know, five, six times I could count for the Braves just this year that you were screwed them out of um, calls just because you didn't want to call the correct call that was absolutely obvious to everyone else that's watching the game. So if you don't want to get the calls correct, let's just not have a replay. Um, if you are going to have replay, do your job. Okay. Uh, with that, we will get out of here and we will see you next time. been off the cuff sports. Go dogs.